Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Hit Bodies podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Pleasant. I'm a little tardy this week. Do you want to hear my excuses as to why? I really don't think it matters that much. Like, I I am actually re-recording this because I was like going into why and I just felt like it was a long boring explanation and it just sounded like me making excuses but like they're legitimate excuses so anyway I'm gonna skip that I'm gonna skip that but just know I have good reasons for why this is late okay anyway it's Monday I had a killer workout this morning Um, I'm not gonna lie my tan game is strong because I have spent a lot of time outside lately and I'm feeling really good if you're new here uh, and you're wondering what this Hit Bodies podcast is, well, Hit Bodies is a workout group that I started back in 2017. And one of the things that is really important to me is that people feel like they're doing the exact workout that I would do and am doing to get in the shape I'm in. You know, you're my workout buddy. Like that's, it's not like oh, I do this, but when I teach a workout, I do that. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you're coming along for the ride. I'm going to show you modifiers so you can kind of adjust and adapt to where you're at, but we're workout buddies. And part of being workout buddies is having some girl talk, having some fun. And this podcast just allows me to dive deeper into things. And really, honestly, most of you are my clients that listen to this podcast, but some of you aren't. And maybe you sent this to someone. I don't know. So anyway, welcome. Welcome. Something has been weighing on my mind that I have completely changed my opinion on since last week, and I'd like to share it. So, overdressed versus underdressed. How do you feel more comfortable? My entire life, I have always been someone that is more comfortable when I'm underdressed. But I've been listening to this podcast lately, and they were talking about like, oh, I would rather be overdressed because when you're underdressed, it tells the host, like, you don't care. Like, this event, like, just isn't that big of a deal to them. And I never thought of it that way. Like, I mean, granted, I don't go to events where this, like, stuff matters at all, you know? (laughs) But, like, but, like, if I had, like, a big party to launch something and it was like a you know cocktail party or whatever and I wanted it to feel fancy and I put a lot into it and then like someone just showed up in sweatpants I'd be like well come on man like yeah I I never I've never once thought of it from that point of view for me I just always feel freaking stupid when I'm overdressed (laughs) for something like I it vividly reminds me of when I this is such a weird thing but it reminds me of when I was 16 and I went on a date with my boyfriend to Cheesecake Factory and we were like in our homecoming gear you know what I mean like homecoming dress and like like taking it way too seriously and it's the Cheesecake Factory you know do you know what I mean And I just felt so freaking stupid. Like I looked around like everyone's in very normal clothes and here we are like, where are you going after this? But like what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift my thinking and I'm going to dress nicer, you know, and for, and people will just like, and I'm going to walk around with the confidence. Like, yeah, I got places to be. I've been places. Like I go cool places, right? Like that, I don't know. That should be the mentality I have instead of like, oh wow, I got really dressed up for like, a thing that no one, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that's just like something that 
like was mind blowing for me because I've always my entire life been like very comfortable being underdressed for things. And I just never realized how potentially disrespectful I came across. So on that note, it also, this is a very different thing, but it's another strong opinion. Um, this one is like, I guess a pet peeve. And I'm very curious if anyone out there gets the ick from this as well. So when my son was a baby, there was this thing that people would do and people have always done this. People do this all the time and it, it has always given me the ick when people go, oh, he's flirting because the baby's smiling and Casey's at the age where people are doing it more and more and more. I mean, people have always done it, but like, I don't know, people are doing it more and more with her and it's it really drives me crazy. And I can't figure out when people stop. Like there's definitely an age where they stop. And it's like somewhere in the toddler years that people stop doing that. But like when they're babies, all they have to do is smile. I'm like, oh, they're full. What a flirt. What a flirt. That's so weird. And what's even weirder is when people, when Kevin would smile at me, his mom, and people like, oh, he's flirting with you. I'm like, that's my son. That's and I, and like, I don't, I don't say anything. I just like, mm, I just like smile. I, I, and you know, judge me for that all you want. It's just like, I internalize it, but like here I'm going to let it out. Like my son is laughing and smiling. He laughs and smiles at everything. And I don't know. I think it's just cause I'm like in that phase, like hardcore with Casey right now. Like, you know, she's very cute, very smiley. She's like babbling all the things and people just, Yeah. They say she's flirting, and I'm like, that is an invent. That is weird, and I don't know why it gives me the ick. I'm very curious if it gives you guys the ick, too. Okay, so I got all sorts of random updates for you. <laughs> um, Cameron is getting snipped this Friday. This is 100% his decision. He, is, he feels very confident and very good about it. Um, I personally don't I okay I'm not against it I just it's so and I know it's not permanent but like it's very expensive and like a lot more complicated to reverse a vasectomy like we're not going to reverse a vasectomy right so it's just like we're done you know okay we're done like I don't know I don't I I don't want any more babies but I also don't want to be done I don't know how to like put that and so it's just like making me more emotional with every little thing that Casey does. I'm like, oh, this is the last time I'm ever going to experience this. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just making me a little more emotional. I feel very happy with two kids. I'm very lucky to have two beautiful, healthy children. I'm just, you know, and, and it's his body. He gets to decide. So I guess we are done with, we are done having kids, I guess. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. Now random next topic, mouth taping. Have you guys heard of it? So I, I've been, I honestly only had to do it for like two nights and I sleep with my mouth shut now. And I think my whole life I've pretty much slept with my mouth open at least like a little, but okay, let's talk about it. So mouth taping, when you do it, like, okay, when I pictured it, I pictured like someone duct taping my entire mouth. Like I wouldn't be able to breathe through my mouth at all. That is not the case. I do like a very small piece, like just in the middle, like imagine um, I don't know, like a little, like a, like a vertical bandaid or I, okay. That's like not the, a postage stamp right in the middle of your lips. So 
if you need to breathe through your mouth, you can. And like, honestly, like the tape and stuff that I use, it's like if I can force my mouth open and it'll still open. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like gently holding your mouth closed while you sleep. And you're like, okay, Chelsea, yeah, that sounds better. But why the heck would you do that? Well, um, it's going, it's supposed to help like for, okay. So for one, you want to breathe through your nose, not your mouth. Okay. When you breathe through your nose, like, did you know your nose hairs are like a filter? It's like, it's like your own little air filter in your body. I like fairly recently learned that within the last couple of years. So it can help, like it can help you like not get sick as much, stuff like that. So particularly when you sleep, that's like a big, I mean, you think about it, that's like, I don't know, like a third of your day, every single day. It's like a third of your life that you spend. So you want to make sure you're breathing through your nose if you can. Um, so if you snore, um, it's going to really help with that, but it's also supposed to help with like your sleep quality. And I will say, I feel like it helps me sleep deeper in, and almost in like a way I don't like, like, because I wake, I'm just, I just like wake up and it, I don't know. Well, because I never wake up on my own. I always wake up because of a child. So like, I feel like it just wakes up like, oh, okay, we're coming out of a deep sleep here. You know, do you know what I'm saying? That difference. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like I'm getting better quality sleep. Um, okay. So one of the things with breathing through your nose, it's supposed to stimulate the production of nitric oxide, which is a compound that plays a vital role in various physiological processes such as like dilating blood vessels, supporting immune function, and oxygen delivery to your tissues. So basically, it's just, I even remember there, they used to sell a lot of supplements that were like nitric. Basically, it's good for you. Okay, I'll say that. Um, improving athletic performance is another big part of it. So um, it can, basically, when you breathe through your nose, it can improve your physical performance like I don't know, like as an athlete, as when you're working out, when you're running, better endurance, lung capacity, things like that. So all things to consider. I probably should have said this at the beginning, but I'll go ahead and say it now. Obviously, don't just wing it and try mouth taping, especially if you have a condition that, you know, I don't know, like sleep apnea or something like that. Like talk to your doctor first if you want to try mouth taping. Um, I will be very honest with you and that I, I did just wing it. So I don't know. Is that weird that I'm telling you that? But yeah, I, I don't have any health issues where I felt concerned about it. And for me, I just like mouth taped for two nights and now I sleep with my mouth closed. I feel like that must be so much cuter. Like my husband has so many pictures of me sleeping because I would sleep with like, just like mouth open, like so unattractive. And I'm like, you can take pictures of me sleeping now. I feel like it's got to be so much cuter because I have my mouth shut, right? I'm just imagining so much more angelic, but anyway, whatever. So what I wanted to kind of move on to talk about next was a common struggle that I feel like people may or may not face with their fitness journey. And that's when you just can't seem to get your together. You know what I'm saying? Doing what I do for a living and coaching people, I see this a lot and it's so hard because I think everyone has different things where it's like it just clicks and I wish I could say like oh this is what's gonna do it for you this is what this is the clear path that you need to take to get yourself to like stick with something but the truth is I think when it comes to 
like health and fitness and all that stuff. It's like you have to like what you're working toward. And this like this doesn't even have to do with health and fitness. This is like anything. What you're working toward has to be exciting enough to go through some sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like if you if what you're working toward makes you feel like like yeah, I freaking want that, then the sacrifice to get there it's hard but it's doable because you're thinking about the finish line, you know? Like if, okay, for example, like let's say like you're trying to lose like a hundred pounds, okay? That's hard work. That's going to take a long time, right? But you kind of don't hate where you're at either. Like you're like, yeah, okay, I got a hundred pounds to lose. But like, I don't know, I'm kind of used to what we're doing. I Like I, I'm, I'm not hating it, right? So like the idea of being a hundred pounds lighter than where you are now doesn't like light you up and like it's not the kick in the pants you know what I mean but just as an example if I were to say like I have a million dollars for you when you lose this hundred pounds like okay okay done done right like I'm gonna eat so freaking clean I'm gonna be at the gym I'm I got the game plan okay like a mil. I don't know for me a million dollars I'm gonna do what I'll do just about anything Okay, that sounds bad. I will do anything within reason. A million dollars for me is pretty motivating, (laughs) okay? But I think everyone's different in terms of like what's going to draw them to do the work toward their goal, right? And so for me personally, I think I've told you guys this several times now, I'm pretty money motivated. And so that's why those diet bets are great for me in terms of keeping me on track. Now, you can only do so many diet bets at once. And so like, if you're not a very money motivated person or you don't mind losing a couple hundred dollars, then that's not going to work. Right. But for me, it, I'm going to make it happen. I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that, you know, to hit the goal so that I get my money back from the diet bet, you know, but I think what you need to do if you're one of those people that's just like, okay, I do have these health and fitness goals, but I cannot seem to get my ish together and like do what it takes to reach the finish line. I have tips for you. Okay. So the first thing is having a plan. I recommend having your plan in like actual writing. So this goes like a couple of different ways. And let's start with like the workout portion. I think it really, really helps if... And this is like, dude, if you're in hip bodies, awesome. If you're not in hip bodies, it doesn't have to be hip bodies. It can be any program. Uh, but having something where you know what to do and you know what's going to be effective, okay? Especially if you're new to working out, like just kind of winging it and doing whatever. Like, I don't know. There's a reason that like fitness professionals write programs certain ways. For example, for me personally with hip bodies, I'm going to write strength-based programs. These are, I, my whole goal for me and for anyone who joins Hit Bodies, I want to turn your, your metabolism into a human furnace, okay? I want you to be able to get to the point where you can eat like whatever you want and you still look bomb, okay? And you still feel confident in your own skin. I want your body to turn into the fountain of youth in terms of the longevity. Like, hey, I can't stop the gray hairs from coming in. I can't stop the wrinkles. You know, you got Botox and hair dye for that. But in terms of like your literal health, your bone density, like your joints, all that kind of stuff, like that's what I'm about, okay? Like I'm about the longevity piece, okay? 
And so strength training and like if you're doing cardio, it's going to be like kind of short bursts or like low intensity stuff like walks and just like being a more active human, right? There's going to be other programs out there like, I don't know, I don't, marathon training, for example. Like if you were to sign up for a marathon, like you probably, and if you've never done one, you don't know how to train for one. So like doing a program where you're like properly training for a marathon is an awesome way to go about it. Okay. Anyway, having an actual plan that you feel confident in, like, you know, you're not going to be wasting your time. And then the same goes for the nutrition aspect. So one thing about like tracking your food, even though it's like the most annoying thing and I hate doing it, you go to bed every night, like knowing what you put in. So like, that's a huge factor right there. Cause you know, when, you know, when you're one of those people that like, like you go to the doctor or you go to your, a trainer, like ask you like what you eat and you, you kind of like, you're like, I don't eat that much. But then like, it's, you, you, it almost surprises you like how quickly it adds up, like little stuff, like, right. Like eating like the chicken nuggets that your kids don't finish or, you know, having a cookie here or like whatever. And it just like adds up so quickly, but like tracking your food, it's like, it just adding that awareness when you're in a weight loss phase it's really, that's key, man. Because unfortunately, it's really hard to lose weight on accident. It just doesn't happen on accident. So if it, I recommend at least trying to track your food. If you don't know how much you should be eating, I'm going to say this. Okay, it's T-D-E-E calculator.net, I believe. That's one of my favorite like calculators for figuring out your macronutrient intake, okay? And big key here celebrate every single day that you got like some solid nutrition and you did a freaking workout. Okay. And also celebrate the rest days. Okay. Cause you're supposed to take rest days too. Um, but I'm, I'm a big fan of just like having a plan. And so this means like when you go to bed, like you had a fun weekend with your family, it's Sunday night, you know what you're, when you're going to be doing your workouts for the week, you know what you're going to be having for dinner for the week. You even got like plans for lunches and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're ready. Okay. Next one. You need to learn how to indulge without junk food. Okay. Or you need to learn how to still move in the direction toward your goals while celebrating to some degree. Do you get what I'm saying? So I am a treat yourself kind of girl. Okay, Fridays hit different. Fridays, Saturdays, I can justify just about anything. Like, I am frugal. I don't like eating out, but I'm like, I want to go out to breakfast. It's the weekend, you know? It's just, it hits different on the weekend. But I, I have had to, while on a weight loss journey, I have had to learn how to, like, celebrate and adjust what I do so that I can still move in the direction toward my goals. Okay, so here are some ways that I do that. When I want to treat myself, maybe it's not something I put in my mouth, okay? Examples would be like a new curling iron, a new hair, hair dryer, uh, maybe like some new makeup or a fun new purse. And I'm saying all this, but it's also like, okay, Chelsea, that's just like a bunch of clutter. What about like a new swimsuit or I don't know, just something fun that you maybe want to buy? There's also like, you know what I've realized gives me a dopamine hit? Selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Ooh, that feels good. 
maybe like sell a few things and then like you can treat you know like, like you, if you sell a handful of things and then like you buy one thing it's like that doesn't even you know it it doesn't cancel it out right so anyway <laughs> some of you are probably like wait what but it like give it could because you like earn the money to buy the thing and then you got rid of stuff so it's like you're bringing in less clutter you do, are you following are you following with me okay anyway the point is <laughs> the point is learning how to celebrate without junk food and like celebrate like your progress get in that treat yourself mode maybe it's like watching a new movie new shows having like setting up that like indulgent vibe of night like candles things like that when it comes to food too like I always say like buy some bougie steaks okay like if you're one of those people that like you go out to eat and then you just like gorge okay what if you instead if you've never had the Costco filet mignons, dude, they're so good, but they're so expensive. <laughs> I want to say like a package of them is like 60 or 70 bucks. Like it's crazy, but they are so stupid good. Um, I, at least for me, I'm a filet mignon kind of girl. But anyway, that's another tip. Now, the next tip I have for you is don't be scared to change up the plan when you feel yourself getting kind of bored of it feeling over it and having trouble sticking with it. Okay. So here's, there's a difference here. If it's week one and you're not sticking with it, that is a case of a lack of the discipline muscle. If it's week four or week six and you're having troubles, trouble sticking with it, you might just need to shake it up. Okay. Cause you know, you got the discipline muscle. You've already shown yourself you have that. It's just like, okay, we're, we're, just, we're just bored. We need something new. Okay. And so I'll give you some examples here. So if you're struggling with that first week just to flex the discipline muscle, you got to start asking yourself why. And that's where you need to kind of go back and be like, is what I'm working toward motivating me enough? Like, do I want it bad enough or do I just not care that much? You know, like legitimately ask yourself that because it's okay if what you're working toward, you don't want that bad. If it's, if it ain't that serious, like, Hey, just like work out and like, you know, go with the flow, right? Like you're still getting healthier by like working out, you know, when you kind of feel like it and like eating healthy and like just living a more balanced life, right? Like, like that's not going to like rapidly move you in the direction of your goals, but Hey, there's nothing wrong with being that person either. But maybe if you're one of those people, well, yeah, I really do want to lose some weight, but apparently, (laughs) that's not quite motivating enough to me right now to like get me to stick with something that's hard or like, you know, to focus on changing these habits. So what I would do, what I would recommend for you is focusing on changing one thing at a time. There was this book I read once. I don't necessarily like recommend the book. Like I definitely don't agree with everything she said. I'm one of those people I I can read a book and I don't take it as the truth, you know? So I always like hesitate to like recommend a book, especially in the nutrition space, because it's like, there can be good points without me thinking like, oh yeah, this is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyway, the book is, she's, she's got some really solid points and she, she's the one who kind of introduced me to the idea of like getting the nutrition under the control before adding in the workouts. Cause I feel like a lot of people start with the workouts and then try to add in the nutrition And I do think that doing nutrition first is going to move the needle more and create this like momentum and motivation for people. So yeah, I I agree with that. So anyway, like if you're trying to get yourself motivated, one of the, one of the most motivating things in the world is progress. (laughs) 
gosh, it is so motivating. So I would say for me personally, um, what I would recommend you do is focus on the nutrition and get the needle moving. Okay. And I know the nutrition is really, really hard, but you might be making it harder on yourself than you realize. Okay. So I, I, th- I already mentioned it, the TDE calculator. Like, I think that's a really good starting point for like figuring out your macros and stuff. Um, but you can see progress just from tracking your food. You don't need to give up gluten if you're not allergic to it. You don't need to give up dairy if you're not allergic to it. You can see progress while eating freaking Taco Bell if that's what you want to do, okay? Like a lot of people overcomplicate it. They go way too low in calories. They give up so many things and they don't necessarily have to. Now, with that being said, dude, I'm a keto girly, okay? I freaking love keto. And I think sometimes it is easier. I like abstinence versus moderation, right? Like you, if you give me an inch, I'm going to take a mile kind of person. Hey, if that's you, you'll get momentum. The hardest thing is getting started. But once you have like a couple weeks of motivation or sorry, a couple weeks of momentum, it feels so much easier. And then I'm going to add a tip in here. I'm just going to say it. I think you have to give up alcohol. Some of you are like, oh, gotcha. Here she goes. Here she goes. Miss sobriety over here. But I really feel like alcohol, in so many ways, it plays a detrimental role on a health and fitness journey. Okay. Here's why. Number one, it is going to slow down your metabolism. Okay. The more you drink, the slower your metabolism is. It's going to make it more and more difficult as time goes on to lose body fat. When your body is actually metabolizing it, like like right after you drink, for example, that's all it's metabolizing. So any food you put in or anything like that, it's like that's on the back burner. And like hopefully you're still burning through energy by the time it's worked through that alcohol. But more than likely by the time it's done burning through that alcohol, it's just stored that stuff as body fat for later, right? Which kind of sucks, man. Like that, Like you can see how that really makes it challenging to see legitimate progress on a fitness journey, okay? Even if you're only having a couple drinks a week, you know what I mean? And then not to mention, like, it's a neurotoxin. Like, it's really not good for your brain and your body. Just across the board, I am just not a fan of alcohol. And I know it's very hard to imagine a life without it if you're one of those people that's, like, a social drinker and, like, you can't imagine social events without it. I get it. I get it. I... The last drink I had was uh, my 28th birthday, and I'm now, gosh, I'm 34. I'm so, how did this happen? How did all these years go by, you guys? Like, I don't, I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm so old, but like, that's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. Anyway, in the realm of like health and fitness and stuff like that, I just feel like it, also makes it harder to make good choices while alcohol is in your system, kind of depending on how many drinks you've had. And people are like, oh, well, if I, I do like clear alcohols and soda water, or like I do the, the seltzers. And hey, you know, if I can't convince you, I can't convince you. But I'm just telling you right now, it is not the best thing for your health and fitness journey. And I don't think it is a necessary part of anyone's lifestyle. Like I get it. I get why it's fun. I do. Um, for me personally, I don't ever see myself drinking again, but I'm also like a, I'm a wimp when I don't feel good the next day. 
I, I, because I haven't had alcohol in so long, I'm very sensitive to it. I imagine, I don't know. Cause before I gave up drinking completely, I didn't drink very often. So when I did, I would like feel super hungover. Right. And yeah, like I just, I can't handle hangovers. I am a total wimp. Okay. Back to business here. So we're, what we're talking about, I just feel like I've gotten so off track. (laughs) Oh, but what we're talking about here is like kind of finding that motivation to stick with it when you struggle. Okay. And specifically when you can't even seem to get through that first week and you like what you're working toward doesn't seem to be pulling you hard enough. Like you don't feel excited enough to get to that goal. What you need to start thinking about is maybe what direction you don't want to head. Okay. Because that's, that can be motivating in a different way. Like, and that, and that can be also very hard for people to visualize, but it's, it's so true. Okay. So for example, if you're one of those people like, oh my gosh, over the last year I've gained like a pound every month and I didn't even realize it. And like, let's be real, gaining a pound a month, you barely notice it right until, until it is like 10, 15 pounds. Okay. But if you did gain like a pound a month for five years, well, okay. I, I, yeah, I have to do the math. That's embarrassing. I'm pretty sure it's 60. Okay. Yeah. 60 pounds. <laughs> but then, you know, that's five years and then you do 10 years, like you're talking 120 pounds. It adds up so fast. If you want to avoid that, you kind of got to get ahead of it. Right. And that's why like for the type of workouts that I do, it's all about building that like stronger metabolism. It's about like, I, I'm a foodie man. I want to enjoy my food. Okay. And I'm going to build my body and like create my workout so that like they don't take a long time. Right. And I, I know they're continuously working for me after. So, so when you strength train, your body keeps working after you do. Okay. So you beat up your muscles, right. And all day they have to replenish themselves with glycogen. Okay. So it's like you drain all the glycogen out of your muscles and now it's going to replenish all day with the food you eat. Okay. It's, it's just, it's working smarter, not harder. Your muscles repair themselves with all the calories you put in. If you're just doing like no shade on it, but like a lame cardio workout, it's not like emptying the glycogen from your muscles the way that strength training does. It's not like beating up your muscles so that they're going to like use calories to repair themselves. And not to mention if you're doing like high intensity cardio workouts, it also isn't helping your bone density. So uh, that's where I talk about the longevity thing. So when you lift weights, you're sending your body a message like, hey, we move heavy objects. So skeleton, step it up, right? It's like your muscles have gotten the message like, hey, you need to step it up. But a lot of people don't realize that their skeleton has also gotten the message to step it up. So as we get older, our bone density will just like automatically suck if we don't do anything about it. But like by being intentional about all of these things, you can stay ahead of this because again, as we get older, often our metabolism starts to go to crap, right? So if we can, if we can take care of ourselves, then it just makes it so much easier because like you can see how that happens a pound a month over freaking 10 years that's 120 pounds. And that would be so easy for that to accidentally happen. You know what I mean? Okay. So anyway, like I'm, I don't want that to like scare you, but I'm just trying to like help you realize like, Hey, 
if what I want to work toward isn't like motivating me enough, maybe it's the direction that I don't want to go. It's like, okay, I got to adopt these new habits because I can see the direction I'm headed. And I don't know like what's been happening for you. Maybe this doesn't apply to you, doesn't resonate with you, but I don't know. I thought I'd share it. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and move on. So what are we doing right now inside of Hip Bodies? It is our final week of the Hot Girl Runner Challenge and ooh, is good. It's good. I today kicked my butt. Um, we did five rounds of strength, which like for those of you that don't know, it's just like you're like, okay, cool, whatever. Like it's hard, and that's all I'm gonna say. It was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Um we've been tracking our weight moved. So like the first day I think I moved like eleven thousand pounds during the workout, which is a lot of weight. Okay. Today I moved like nineteen thousand pounds. Like I almost doubled what I did on day one, which is freaking insane because it didn't even take me that much longer. So like I really, the way we've been structuring these workouts, I can tell I'm get I'm really getting intentional. I'm getting stronger. It's freaking awesome to see. So the next challenge, we've structured it in a similar way. So we're doing fit girl summer. Okay. And so hot girl runner, I was like inter- encouraging people to get outside and get some miles in. And that was like the runner part, right? Well, now we're going to have a fit girl summer. Okay. What does this mean? This means you get outside and you be active. You jump in the pool. You go down the water slide. You like play in the waves at the beach. I don't know, like whatever, like you go on a hike. You get what I'm saying? Like you, you're an active human being and you're trying to do something above and beyond what you normally do. So I actually am thinking about, and maybe you guys can give me your feedback. I've been thinking about making it like a step goal So you're attempting to get a certain number of steps in each day. And like, so next week we're actually starting this challenge and the first week is totally open to the public. And that's going to be an opportunity to kind of get your baseline. Like, okay, how many steps do I typically get in when I'm like not thinking about it? Mine is embarrassingly low. Like there's no way any of you are going to be lower than me. Okay. I'm, I barely move my body (laughs) if I don't think about it. So you get your baseline and then we build on that over the next six weeks. It's going to be so freaking awesome. I'm so excited. So I hope you join for the workouts. They'll be like, you don't have to give me your email. You don't have to do anything. It's just going to be open on my Facebook page. Okay. And that's going to start next week. So I will give you guys more details on that. Like if you follow me on Instagram and stuff, you know, you'll, you'll see the details. Okay. Anyway, that is what's going on. Uh, The next part of the podcast is workout wins. And I'm very proud to announce that I did four pull-ups consecutively. I feel like that should have happened a long time ago, but that's okay. I'm, I'm just happy it happened. I also drastically improved my water intake last week. I don't know why drinking water is so much harder for me lately. I, I leave my like water cup all over the place. And then like, I can't drink water if it like sits in my car and gets like hot. Ugh, that's so gross. And then I also like, I overthink it too, because so we have a pool and I like logically know if stagnant water just sits there, like algae grows in it. So like I start overthinking it if I like leave water out for a while and I'm like, I don't know how long this has been out. I, it probably has algae in it. Like I start, it's so weird. I've been overthinking that. Okay. So meals I am loving right now. I am just excited to tell you guys what I did this week because it's very out of character for me. I love cooking. I'm like, I'm definitely back in my sourdough era right now, but, but 
I went to Costco and I bought like a bunch of convenience dinners. So like tonight we had lettuce wraps that were, and then like, it's just, you know, that section of Costco where they have like, basically it's like, it's like the Kevin's brand and they have, um, I don't know, just like a bunch of dinners. I, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I, I, I don't know how to explain that section because it's not quite the like deli section. I'm not talking about like the stuff that Costco made. It's like the stuff that's like vacuum sealed and then like wrapped really pretty. I don't know. Anyway, that's what we're eating this week. Lots of chicken stuff. We have like teriyaki chicken. We have like a curry chicken, lots of Asian stuff. My husband's like in freaking heaven. Um, oh, and then I have cilantro lime chicken for me that I'll be making tacos out of. I am all about Mexican food and my husband is all about Asian food. And what's really sad about that is we don't have the best Asian. Okay. We don't have good Asian food here at all. Like the Asian food restaurants here are not good. The Mexican food is okay, but it's like, I feel like everywhere you live, like Mexican food is done. It's like Washington Mexican food is different than like California Mexican food. And like, it's the, it's the, it's the American region's interpretation of Mexican food. You know what I'm saying? So North Carolina's Mexican food is not as good as Washington's. I'm going to say, I feel very confident in saying that actually. Yeah, it's definitely not. Like I think anyone from North Carolina, if they were to have Washington Mexican food, they'd be like, oh yeah, this is way better. I just think, I mean, I know I grew up with what I, I sound like such a freaking Yankee. Cause you know what I hate? So New Yorkers, they're like, we, we need a, we need a good bagel place around here. I'm like, we got a gazillion bagel places. Okay. We have some great, we have this like seaside bagels. We have, um, beach bagels and they're good. They're great. They have a great bagel sandwiches. They make a great bagel. Like I'm, I'm sorry. If you want a New York bagel, you shouldn't have left New York. Right. And like the, the one, like there's so many people that are like, we need some decent Italian food. We need some decent pizza. I'm like, we have so many pizza places here because so many people moved here from like New Jersey and New York. Okay. And they all, none of them think the pizza is good enough here. And I'm like, then go back because a lot of these are owned by New Yorkers. You know what I mean? Like they came down and they understood the assignment and they delivered. And hey, I like it. I think it's good. I think we have some great pizza places. Like I'm happy with it. I don't know. It just like, that just annoys me. And so I don't want to be that person. Like I'm like, while I very much miss Washington teriyaki and just like a lot of food in Washington, I'm not going to be that person. I think we have great restaurants here in Wilmington. I'm not going to complain. Um, speaking of, you know how I was talking about missing the mountains and I said I was going to go to the mountains this weekend. We didn't but we are going to go here soon. Um, I am planning a trip. I just, it, it, beca- it came to me last minute and it was just like, no, we can't do this. So hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to go here very soon and I will keep you guys posted. I have like my itinerary of things I want to do there and I'm excited about it. I think it'll be really fun. Okay. Did I say, oh, okay. That was the meals I'm loving. I just kind of told you about that stuff. Okay. So I gave you the workout wins. Okay, something I'm obsessed with right now. This is so like a grown-up thing, but I am pretty excited about the new health share thing I found. So I'm self-employed, duh. As you guys know, Cameron just started a new job. So we don't have health insurance through his company yet. So we have been on Christian Healthcare Ministries for a while. 
but I'm like, okay, so when I joined, it was $170 per month for just me. Um, because it was like to, for me to get insurance through Cameron, it was just like so much more. And like the deductible was really high. So I just got Christian healthcare ministries cause it covered more of what I was looking for because they actually covered, um, and I know cover isn't the right word. They call it sharing, but they, they covered home birth. And I knew we were planning on having another baby and I wanted to have a home birth. And it's cool too, because it would cover in any situation. So if it turned into a hospital transfer or I decided to change like halfway through my pregnancy and start seeing an OB, if you know, maybe something came up, like it was no big deal. It's like whatever care you want, it was going to be covered. And I really appreciated that. So, because a lot of like almost like no insurance, well, I don't know about no insurance, um, but a lot of insurances don't cover home birth. So that's what like initially really attracted me to Christian healthcare ministries. So it was $170 per month. And then they shared any need above $400. So if I just had like a quick, I don't know, urgent care visit that was like 300 bucks, I'm going to be paying for that out of pocket. And there wasn't like an annual max or anything. It's like, if I had a bunch of appointments like that, I'm, co- I'm covering every single one, but anything that was above $400, it was covered in full. It's not like I had to pay the first 400 of that. You know what I mean? So for me, that was like totally worth it. I thought that was like, okay, yeah. Well, and then the monthly amount kept going up. Like they kept, I don't know, we had a few increases and I was like, whatever. But then one thing they did at the new year that rubbed me the wrong way was they increased the personal responsibility to $1,000 and I had to cover the first $1,000. So the need had to exceed $1,000 And I had to still cover the first thousand dollars. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm, and, and it got, it went up. So for our whole family, just, I I don't know, I have no problem being transparent about this. We were paying over $700 a month. And like this, just to be clear, you guys, like this doesn't cover like preventative care or anything like that. So like we already pay out of pocket for my, our kids, um, like pediatrician and stuff like that. I don't mind doing that. We've, we have a really cool like pediatrician that does like a membership program. It's like freaking awesome. I like cannot recommend them enough, but like, so we've like figured it out, but $700 a month is a lot of money. And then to feel like it just has to, it's, it feels almost like catastrophic, like insurance, you know what I mean? Like, um, because if you have like an $800 thing, it's like, you're covering that entirely out of pocket. And if you have like a $1,500 thing, you're covering the first thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was so expensive. And so I've been like on the hunt. Okay. You're like, Chelsea, this is the most boring thing about like why. Okay. Just let me get to the point. I found something that I'm really excited about. It's called crowd health. You should look into it. Um, I'm going to sign up. So if you, if you decide you want to sign up too, can you tell me so I can send you like a referral link once I sign up? Because <laughs> I think there's a referral program. I don't know. I haven't like I'm signing up in the next couple of days, but I'm waiting for my friend to send me her referral link. But it's pretty freaking cool. Like for the whole family, it's like $375. And it's, I don't know, look it up, but it's it's very, it feels like how CHM kind of used to be. I don't know. I know this is so dorky, but this is what I'm obsessed with right now. Like, I love how it works. I love the concept behind it. Um, it's also like secular. 
I, I always hate saying that. It's not religious because I know like I was just talking about Christian Healthcare Ministries, obviously like a faith-based program. This is like not a faith-based program. It's just like it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's just it's really freaking cool. And like the way they do it, it's they really seem to like pass the savings along to their members. Like I feel like I get very good vibes from it right now. So anyway, (laughs) am I old or what? Like what I'm obsessed with right now is freaking like health. It's like, I can't call it health insurance, but like it health cover. It's not coverage. I don't know. Whatever, whatever it is. Okay. Whatever it is. All right, let's move on to the topic that everyone loves, and that is unpopular opinions. I love that you guys love unpopular opinions as well. I don't actually know if this is unpopular, but I feel pretty strongly about it, so I'd like to share. The other night, we had family movie night because the weather was trash, so we couldn't do our beach night, okay? Cameron had the responsibility of going to purchase the movie night snacks, so this is something that I feel is a really treasured responsibility. Like before Casey was born, it was like such a thing because I'm the one who came up with movie night tradition. I don't mean to brag, but like I came up with it and I made it like a special thing. Kevin and I would go on Friday to the store and we'd buy like a special movie night treat and we would like set up the living room nice and cozy and we would pick out a movie and it's just, it's so fun. So anyway, this is a big responsibility to like go pick out the movie night treat. So Cameron came home from work a little bit earlier he had time to go do that with Kevin and he picked up. Okay. So it was, uh, it was actually like one of the best popcorns I've ever had. It was like a street corn popcorn from Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter is like our Kroger or something like that. I don't know. Okay. So that popcorn is so freaking good. He got some M&Ms. Okay. I, I like an M&M who doesn't, right? But I don't like plain M&Ms. I don't even like plain M&M's a little. They are bottom of the barrel, worst M&M ever, okay? I honestly don't like any M&M that doesn't have a nut in it, okay? Like if it does, okay, I can handle caramel. I love almond and I love peanut, okay? All the other M&M's, I'm honestly like, I'll eat them except for plain. I really don't like plain M&M's. And so... I go and I put my hand in and I grab a couple of M&Ms and I I start to notice there is, there's something wrong with the sizes of these M&Ms in my hand. And I look, this is a variety pack. I'm sorry, who can eat M&Ms without having the same consistency with every M&M? Okay. And then on top of it, you know what Cameron did? This is just me complaining. This is an unpopular opinion. He mixed the M&M's with the street corn popcorn. Really weird combination of flavors. Like I get the whole mixing popcorn with M&M's thing, but really weird with street corn. Like it was just, the street corn popcorn's really good. M&M's are good, but not together, especially because there was peanut. So there was peanut butter M&M's, plain, and then peanut M&M's. The way... I hated not knowing what was going to go into my mouth because I don't equally love all of those flavors. Like peanut M&M's is superior, peanut butter is acceptable, and plain is trash. You know what I mean? So it's like I had to like dig for the good ones. It's like it's like a freaking bowl of trail mix. You know what I mean? So 
Anyway, my unpopular opinion is it's a combo. Number one, don't mix different types of M&Ms together. That is a horrific thing to do. Number two, part two of this is plain M&Ms are literally trash. You know where they're they're okay? They're okay in a cookie. They can they can be the substitute for a chocolate chip in a chocolate chip cookie. I'm okay with that. But like I'm never just going to sit down and like eat chocolate or eat it, plain M&Ms. Okay, and then can we just talk about one more thing and that I know this is like so many things. As a child, I felt traumatized by people who had chocolate breath after eating M&Ms. Like I was I was like one of those kids that could easily puke. Like I could get easily grossed out by something and then just puke. Like in I remember in kindergarten, it was like snack time and this girl chewed with her mouth open and I puked in kindergarten. And like the smell of chocolate breath, I was like, oh so gross. It's so specific and so gross. And like so on that note, like when M&Ms are like warm and like partially melted, some people love that. And I am like horrified because that's like, it's almost like a teaser to the chocolate breath. It like, it kind of brings out the smell or something. I don't know. It like, I can't do it. Like I would rather refrigerate my M&Ms. Where do you stand on that? I'm very curious. I feel like that was just like a whole like M&M thing. So, okay. Anyway, I guess we're wrapping this up. The truth is I have been recording this podcast while Cameron puts Kevin to bed in hopes that Cameron would finish and be able to like come and like do part two or something like that. But you know, this is our life. This is our life. We fall asleep putting the kids to bed. It's so freaking hard. These days are long. The days are long, but the years are short. That's what they say. I remember the first time I heard that quote, I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. And like now you just hear people say it all the time and it just is like one of those things that's, you know, (laughs) but the first time you hear it, it's like, oh, that is good, right? That is like deep, right? But then like, it's just like a very common thing they say in the mom world. Um, Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna let you guys go. I love you so freaking much. Thank you for being here and listening. Um, Hit Bodies is, we're going to be opening up for this challenge And then I'm actually closing registration after that. I'm pretty sure. So if you want in on this one, it's going to be a good one. Um, The workouts will be open to the public next week. Feel free to message me if you have questions. It's going to be like an amazing, almost like a tutorial week, a prep week, a great like form mastery. It's going to get you ready for the challenge. It's going to be so good. Okay. Have a great day. Bye.